Hi, this is the Manifest More Podcast, and I'm your host, Don Maynard. So I wanted to wrap up this month of January um, with talking about the subconscious brain. When I first started exploring with this idea, um, it started for me in a yoga practice and even deeper within yoga teacher training. And in the yoga world, we call the, um, well, first, let me back up. The subconscious brain is the part of the mind of which one is not fully aware, but which influences one's actions and feelings. And really to awaken to that, we have to awaken consciously. And a lot of times you'll hear that as having that first awakening. I will never forget where I was standing, um, right the first time I had mine. Um, I'll get to that in a minute, but I'll come back to that. Um, so in yoga, we call this the samskaras. So these grooves in the brain that are created by repetitive habits, patterns we've repeated over and over, um, mental impressions, recollections, psychological imprints, generalized patterns, impressions, ideas, actions taken together. Our samskaras, our subconscious makes up our conditioning. And this whole idea of our brains becoming programmed as children, I've been exploring a lot with that lately. I've been doing some inner child healing, um, which has been so amazing, helping me release things I didn't even know were stored in my conscious, in my body. I'm working through a lot of that lately, and um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun, um, helping me step into um, a new realm of things. But, you know, to reprogram your subconscious mind, it requires a mastery of your conscious mind. And in order to balance out imbalanced perceptions and biases passed by your subconscious mind, you must consciously form new balanced perceptions. You know, every January, my husband and I, we do a cleanse of some sort. I'm, it's always consisted of no alcohol. I'm fruits, veggies, really whole food, uh, diet. And, um, we usually explore what's something new, like we've done keto, we've done pro on this past year, we tried the water cleanse. Um, and I followed the author that wrote fast, like a girl, uh, her name is Dr. Mindy and yes, it was amazing. So she said, as we were going along the journey that we were going to have this clarity come on day three. I didn't have it on day three, but I was driving to work to go teach at the flower magazine center, uh, my yoga class there that Friday morning. And all of a sudden, it felt like this bell was lifted and everything was brighter and clear. There was less chatter in my mind. 
And it was like this whole new awakening. <laughs> like the suns were shining down from heaven on me. It was so amazing. I called my husband. He's yeah, he had not started the cleanse yet. He was going to do it the following week. And I was like, oh my gosh, you remember how she said, you're going to have this clarity. I totally am having it right now. And he goes, oh, have a clear day. And just started dying laughing. But it felt so good. So in order to do that, I had to work through a lot. And even the whole month, right? Reprogramming the subconscious brain. Like I enjoyed having a glass of wine at dinner time. I wasn't doing that anymore. And so having to realize that that was my energy body that had formed a habit to go make that glass of wine and said, I had to replace that. And a lot of times it was just go to bed because I'm already trying to just do this whole cleanse, whole reset and sleeping is part of that. And with it being the winter, that's the time that we should be hibernating and planting seeds and, and just taking it, you know, going in and I did a lot of themes this past month um, with a quote I had read. It was called wintering. And it was so much fun to teach a class on that. And I just, for some reason to me, the word wintering was so much fun to say. <laughs> and so I just, we repeated that word a lot. Like allow yourself this space and time in the class to winter. You are wintering and that's okay. Um, here, I'll read it to you. So I found this on Donna Ashworth Wild Hope's page, and it said, you may think yourself lazy or flawed, yet your body is made of almost exactly the same elements as the stars. Your bone composition matches perfectly the coral and the seas. And you, my friend, are ruled by the moon and the sun, the tides and the planets, whether you like it or not. So no. You are not lazy. You are not late. Nature is simply pulling you to slow. Like the life, flora, and fauna around you, it is not your moment to rise. Look around you. It is winter. You are wintering, and you are right on time. You know, so as you're outside and you're looking around here in Texas, it's brown mainly. Um, you know, the plants are dead. They were frozen a few weeks ago. Um, but we know that the light is coming. The spring is coming and the new will rise. And the same thing is happening. If we honor that within our mind and our own bodies and take the time to do this with yourself by journaling, meditating, planning, getting a planner and looking at your year, what are you yes for this year? What are, did you not get enough of? So knowing what you know is important to figure out what you are a yes for. And that's something I do within my coaching and in my workshops, I really help you figure that out. Sometimes it's, I know it's super hard for people. I've been there where I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't even know. I was so lost. Um, but once you start playing and practicing with it and really staying connected with your higher self, it stays pretty easy and harmonized with you. Um, so, you know, subconscious reprogramming doesn't change the past or what has happened to you. What it does change is the way that the past is stored in your brain 
as you choose to relate differently to what has happened. So you can have these old bad habits, but as soon as you decide, I want to change and I'm going to make this transition and you start applying and practicing and knowing your why, why do I want this change? Have it written down. It's even more powerful to help you. If you're able to have a partner, like when I did the water fast, I'm one of my best girlfriends, Kim, we talked every day. I was like, oh my gosh, this moment's so hard. You know, just pound some water together <laughs> to get through. And for me doing it was at night is when it got the hardest. But I, the doctor, Dr. Mooney said, just, just go to sleep. Just, you know, make the plan have your kids. If your mom, like I was like, all right, ordering out, you guys get this tonight and I'm just going to go to bed. And they understood. And knowing that what was happening in my body each day, so each day there's different like things that are happening that your body's transitioning through. And one of my reasonings for it was the, um, cell rejuvenation of a torn labrum in my right hip. And I'm like, I kind of want to try this and then go have another MRI and just see what happens to this labrum and see how much cell rejuvenation I can do on my own through this type of fasting. So that was kind of like, that's why Brian and I always do this every January. Like the prolon is helping take your old cells. It's a fasting gimmick, taking your old cells, rejuvenating them into new cells. So it's a big reason that I was able to be so strong through it and finish it through, you know, the rewiring of your brain is a result of the neuroplasticity, which includes two things, the neurogenesis, the growth of new neurons and the signatotopogenesis, the new connections between your neurons. You can enhance the growth of these two things through, you're probably going to know what I'm going to say meditation. There's so many scientific proven facts around meditation and health right now. If you follow Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's a big doctor trying to prove tons of science around this. And it's amazing to see how far he's come and what all he has done to have the proven results. And I mean, I feel like I'm a walking proof of it helping me through anxiety, depression, um, and just in general, manifesting to me, manifesting is reaching for first it was, and now I know for sure that it is meant to help you feel better. Um, so I utilize manifesting as a tool to help people through anxiety and depression, because it is something that helped me through. And yes, you start to live a better life because you're first reaching for a better feeling thought a better feeling just in your body in general, constantly reaching for and surrounding yourself with things that make you feel better. Um, and it starts with practicing being present and catching your thoughts, that awareness, that internal dialogue um, that I talk about all the time. Also reflective self-inquiry. Um, like I said, the mindfulness techniques, one of the things I like to practice is the five senses meditation, just stopping and picking up all the five senses around you and then connect with your breath. Ask yourself meaningful questions such as, is this thought I'm thinking true? What do I want to be thinking? 
and constantly being the redirector of your thoughts. Practicing visualization. An easy one. I actually have this I'm in another podcast. If you scroll through, it's a meditation on visualization to help you strengthen your ability to visualize. I'm, I can take you through um, one of the simplest ones is thinking about an orange and going through all the five senses of opening the orange and eating the orange. So just by shifting your awareness and attention into the now moment and whatever tool you use to do that, it could be staring at whatever's right in front of you on your desk right now, or driving down the road, look for how many shades of red you can find. Um, so just really constantly trying to stay present in the moment. Um, and specifically on positive experiences. Yeah. There's going to be things that you are out of, you know, that aren't positive experiences, but where can you find the light in that? And just having the faith that it's happening for some bigger, better purpose for you and everyone around you. And there's some sort of, um, spiritual learning lesson always, right? Always. Um, you're effectively programming yourself to perceive life in a more positive light by staying aware of your thoughts, redirecting your thoughts, being the observer of your thoughts, practicing being present, grabbing things that feel good, surrounding yourself. Even if it's like let me clean out all the drawers in my kitchen because that's going to clean out some clutter, clear some energy and the feeling you're going to get of relief and goodness from that simple task is amazing. I think what happens is we get so caught up. And like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Um, and I love teaching people that if you say you're too busy to meditate, then you are losing out on time in life because you have not, you've lost your way of yourself with your higher connection, your being present, um, that meditation helps the reason to me, one of the reasons it gives you your time back is because it recenters you, um, it calms you down. And so instead of having scattered, busy energy, you have more direct, intentional, heart-centered energy that was divinely sent to you. So, you know, when you've found that quiet space, that's the only space where you can receive, um, and listen. So, um, yeah, you, that that's my belief. One of the reasons that meditation really is giving you your time back, finding that stillness within um, another thing that this is big with manifestation, but also with retraining the subconscious brain is, and I just did a post on this on Instagram. You can go read more about it there, but it's acting as if whatever it is that you are reaching for. So one of the things that for me was whenever I was trying to relieve the depression, I said all, once I heard this affirmation, it was in a Kundalini yoga practice with my favorite Kundalini teacher, Debbie. Um, I am happy. I am healthy. I am whole. 
I'm sure you can just feel the energy of me just saying that to you. And now you say it. I am happy. I am healthy. I am whole. And since words carry vibration, the sounds of each of those words, they change the vibration in your being. And then once you start to change the vibration of your being, you start to become an energetic match for those words. And that worked for me. <laughs> I finally got there, um, you know, and it was saying these affirmations. And I know a lot of people don't like the saying of fake it till you make it. Um, but that was one of the things that worked for me. It truly did. And that's where it comes back to acting as if, um, I mean, how many people do you know that are famous? Uh, Katy Perry is one that just came to my mind. She said when she was nine years old, she put a picture of herself as a famous singer on a dream board and practiced as if all the time. Um, I heard um, on a podcast this morning, I was listening to Picture Perfect with my Chris, uh, my my girlfriend, Chris LaDon. She interviewed um, Sunette Simons, which I had not heard of her and went to find her um, on Spotify her voice is angelic. It, it's so beautiful. Um, and she said the same thing. Uh, Chris asked her, you know, when did you know you were going to be a singer? And she was like, since the moment I could talk, I would tell everyone I was going to be a famous singer. And she is, well, she is, and she's even climbing the ranks um, to break new you know, boundaries for herself, uh, which I'll have to link that podcast at the bottom of mine because it was really good to hear that part of the story for her. Um, so she was without knowing it, right? Training her subconscious brain to her reality. Um, oh, what was the other one? I can't remember if it was, oh, Whitney Houston. If you have watched her documentary on Netflix, her parents, her whole life, we're like, you're America's sweetheart. You're the, like, they fed her subconscious and consciously her whole life, who she was. And she became that. And I feel like that was truly part of why she was so iconic. And um, yeah, she has the voice, but what if she had the voice? She didn't have um, the self-talk, the uh, backup of people around her, supporting her and programming her in that way. How were you programmed? What were the things that your parents have said to you? Um, and that's the things that I'm working through right now that I didn't even realize some of the things that not to be harmful, but coming up now for me, I'm like, oh, that's why it was really hard for me to be seen in certain ways because of certain things that were said to me um, from my parenting. And, and as a kid, it is so powerful um, so and like in my house, I, once I started learning these things, like I don't allow my kids to say the word hate, stupid, any negative word, because I know they carry vibrations and I know that they also, um, how impactful they are. And I allow them to call me out. If they hear me say, mom, you don't let us. I'm like, yep, you're right. You can tell me, redirect me. We all slip up. Um, so I try to keep that just in my own home environment as well. Uh, you know, I've, I never let my son 
play uh what was the game all the boys were playing and he was like the only kid not allowed to play it it's one of those killing um games on playstation where they were like cussing killing dealing drugs um yeah because i'm like i know you're sitting there playing that and no matter what like i know for sure that that is going into your brain somewhere right and i just don't as a kid want that there um yeah so there's some examples of how you could even start now with yourself with your kids within your home um that whole programming part but going back to acting as if um you know we're all wanting to become the best version of ourselves so what are you waiting for if we begin now to start walking in the alignment it will eventually catch up with you and the more and more you do it over and over so part of um coaching with me i help you write a life statement and it is rare out of the thousands of people that I've coached. If I have, if I read someone's and I don't at least find one word within that sentence paragraph, it's five sentences that is off. It could be, I mean, there's sometimes I'll read it. All five sentences start with, I want, even after I say, start your sentence with, I am grateful for, or my life is ideal because as I have a way to help you word it in a present tense that when you read it and you write it every day, you start having the brain catch up with, um, the brain starts to catch up with it because you're tricking the subconscious brain to think this is your reality because the subconscious brain does not know a difference from your reality. And the more you write it, you're going to start to receive this stuff. And I can remember like, oh, that's not what I meant. But the thing is, that's what I wrote. And doing this practice helped me become more and more clear with what I truly wanted over, like I've been doing it for 13 years now and I still apply it because life changes, things shift and change. And then you have, we, if you're not desiring something, you're not growing, right? Like we always are desiring for more. We always want more of something. And that's just how kind of we all operate. But we've got to practice the whole gratitude part to feel in that emotion as well um, and to help that receiving piece. Um, okay, I got off track there. But that whole acting as if um, your brain will reprogram itself to suit your new habits and choices. Um, and it's just really that simple, but if in, in, it's really powerful if you write it down and then you have it on your nightstand when you go to sleep. And so it's what you're thinking about. At some point, you're going to have it even memorized inside your brain if you're writing it so much um, that you could even visualize the words. Um, another reason the power of the writing of it versus just the speaking is that our fingers and our hands and our arms are extension of the heart. And so our passions and our desires lie in the heart and just that energy. And then there is the power of your, the visualization from your eyes, seeing it written on the paper. And this help, that helps the whole body embody um, whatever it is you're desiring. So it's the subconscious mind that it's creating. I've heard different numbers here. 
what majority I see is like, it's creating over 90, 95% of our reality. Um, I have been practicing a theory lately called 80, 20. So doing 80% mind work and the 20% is the doing, uh, I didn't know about that, I guess, math analogy, but I have, since I've been practicing, you know, manifestation, visualization, meditation stuff, I do know that it majority should be in your mind, in your vibration, in your being. Um, but then there's also, you've got to do the work physically as well. Um, but if you don't get like your mind and your vibration, right, you're not going to be a match for the things that you want. We are, we, we are magnets and we magnetize to the things that we are a match for that whole saying that, um, like attracts like, uh, you attract your, your tribe birds that flock together, stay together. All those statements are true. And that's law of attraction, law of receptivity. Um, yeah. So some other, let's see facts here. We subconscious mind can process 20 million bits of information per second. Whereas the conscious mind can process only 40 60 bits per second. So um, it subconscious mind controls 95% of our behavior. It's more powerful than any supercomputer. It records all experiences you have in life. Uh, so even though you have an experience that you did not like, if you don't process and deal with it, it's going, it stays in the subconscious and it's going to come up, come up. You can consistently try to suppress it down, but then your body is storing it. You're storing it. And that's a lot of times if you cry in yoga and you don't know why you were crying, it's because the poses are created for a reason. They're created to unlock places in our body of stored emotions. So if I do a throat chakra class to open up people's communication source, there may be a lot of coughing. If we did hips, you may leave, you may leave feeling amazing or no matter what, usually people feel amazing after hips, but you could probably cry in that class because our hips is that's where we store emotions. And once we start to unlock that from holding poses and breathing through that stuff, um, it unlocks it. So, um, yeah, you've got to work through stuff. You've got to feel the stuff. You've not, that's why the whole depression medicine, thankfully I was in yoga teacher training at the time, learning to feel. And I knew that for me, the depression medicine was numbing and I didn't like that feeling. Um, it was hard as hell to, go through the feelings of things, but, um, I was very aware that I had to work through all of that or otherwise it was just going to stay within my subconscious and stay in my body. And I was done with that. I was ready to move forward and live a happier, healthier life. Um, so it records all of your experiences, right? It holds habits, both negative and positive. I, and, but we can reprogram them. So 
working on that positive framework. Um, what else? Let's see. Um, conscious mind is 10% of it is analysis, thinks and plans, short-term memory. And then your subconscious mind, 90% is long-term memory, emotions and feelings, habits, relationship patterns, addictions, involuntary body functions, creativity, developmental stages, spiritual connection, intuition. So I'm all right, here's some things that if you're saying that are negative, things to replace. So if, if you're like one of the things that you catch yourself saying, you go to do something, you don't feel like you're good enough. I'm not enough. You want to replace that with, that's my ego. I recognize this as a fear of my old self, but I know that doing something new is scary and worth it because I'm ready to change. Fear is here, but I'm going to work with it and through it. Sometimes fear is good to protect me. Sometimes fear can overtake me if I allow it, but I'm in this place of awareness and I have an inner knowing now that it's just trying to protect me. And I can walk with it. Jean Gottlieb out of Be Seen book, she says that she puts it in the passenger seat and it just rides with her. I love that saying. Um, here's one. I learned this one from the documentary on the secret. There was a guy on there. I was like, he was annoyed all the time. Like every time he opened the mailbox, only bills. And he really went down the spiral of debt and only getting bills in the mail. Um, and so to replace that, he started saying, I love getting checks in the mail. I get lots of checks in the mail. I have explored with this. And when it starts happening, it's so fun. So I get checks in the mail. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. Um, there's some sayings around that one. What about... Uh, okay, if you're a person that's like, it's always something. Like if it's not one thing, it's another thing. Talk about downward spiral. When you catch yourself saying that, you, you gotta, you gotta change. It's like, all right, not, not doing this. This is my old self having this negative self-talk. Um, and you, what you could replace that with is this or something better. I, I am divinely guided and supported. I'm aware and recognize that I have an ability to be the director of my thoughts. And these are not the thoughts that I want. So I'm going to, I, change it to whatever it is that you, you know, want to manifest, desire, change. Um, yeah. So those are some of mine. Um, all right. So just reprogram that subconscious mind, build a new self-concept takes constant repetition. Like, I mean, you want to practice, take, set a timer for an hour, set a timer for every five minutes. And that five minute timer could be, oh, what am I thinking right now? Uh, there's so many ways to practice it. And for me, it was going to yoga every day and the teacher there. And that's when I started becoming aware of this whole, like, all right, I am starting to do some reset here. And it's from my practice of going into a yoga class and the yoga teachers reading quotes and saying these positive affirmations, um, start identifying un 
underlying beliefs that are driving these patterns, catching old thoughts, old beliefs. Continue with that refocus, catching yourself thinking about old limiting beliefs can be placed with a new positive one, right? Feel your affirmations and embody them. Try to visualize yourself. Maybe think of a time that you actually felt that way. Um, I think this was probably something I heard, probably Gabby Bernstein, like someone that's trying to manifest a partner. They may have been in a place of lack saying every time they saw someone in love, oh, disgusting, look at them or never going to happen to me. That's, you know, not my life. Instead, look at that as hope and a sign of it is possible. Look at them. That is beautiful. They love each other. And that is possible for me. Um, So yeah, practicing these new thoughts, getting yourself in alignment. Most importantly, constantly reach for the next best feeling thought. And that's what it stems from. And that is what, to me, manifesting is the main idea is reaching for the next best feeling thought. Keep constantly raising your vibration. Um, The highest on the vibrational scale is gratitude, appreciation, love, joy. Um, And there's so many um, journaling techniques, um, yoga practices or meditations you could do to pull in that energy of appreciation. Um, That's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you want any one-to-one coaching on this, I so passionate about helping people with this. I'm offering now a three-month program, and this is just part of three-month program. Um, There's so much more to dive into. And when it's one-to-one, I can really create personalized uh, meditations, affirmations for you. Uh, We meet once a week for one hour, and then you work on the things that we talk about. You would have access to me through text, email, all the free content that I offer through Instagram. I try to go live on Instagram or at least do some kind of posting to share um, something that would be helpful for you daily there. Um, And yeah, my podcast is always here. I like to say that I'm in your back pocket and I teach classes. I do a lot of pop-up classes you would have access to. Uh, So this is not for you, whoever it is for. I know you would know someone, please share Um, because sharing is caring and we're all just trying to feel better, right? And I hope that this podcast today does that for you. I love you guys. Sending you love and light. Bye.